Alright everyone, welcome back to the Onsen. I'm your host as always, Maza, joined by Siz. Hey. <laughs> and NBT. Quack. Okay. Alright. Uh, so today... <laughs> fucking quacks. Uh, today, uh, we're gonna cover uh, etiquette at shows. So basically, we're all from different parts of the world, and at different parts of the world and at different shows, different things are expected of you, and you're probably going to see different things also, depending on the kind of show. So that's something I wanted to go over. So I guess I'll pass the question over to NBT because you've seen a few things in your life. What do you? What do you? I have many years in my bag. <laughs> what do you think is expected of people at a show? Well, it's um, like uh, since I live in Sweden, it's quite um, how would you say it? Like it's quite free, and uh, you can really do whatever you want, except. When you go to these showcase shows, everything changes. Like what, uh, uh, what is expected because the crowd uh, is so different from the regular kind of rock shows or metal shows that you find in Sweden. So instantly, when you go to a showcase show, there's like ninety percent girls, and everything is more fragile. <laughs> That's basically how it is. You mean fragile? I think. What do you? What specifically fragile? So, you know how shows can, like, for example, with, like, Crystal Lake, you, you know, like, this metalcore band, they're really rough, and the crowd goes crazy, and everyone, like, uh, uh, crowd surf and stuff like that, and expect it to be rough, but with uh, Visual K shows, a lot of the girls are, like, uh, teenage girls, and they're, they themselves are quite, like, they want to have their personal space, so whenever it gets rough in the crowd, <laughs> they kind of like retaliate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They get pissy. That's that's yeah. for sure. I I will say here in the states, I, there's a lot of similarity. But also, if you look at Visual K and J Rock shows versus m- m- some of the more Western bands I've seen, and like a good example is uh like going to a festival where a Japanese band happens to show up, you'll see the stark contrast in fans that are there. Like, uh, I have a friend who's, he's really into black metal and, you know, Western metal in general, but black metal is his favorite genre. And he went to Blackest of the Black and uh, (laughs) Hyde was there. Hyde was there with Vamps. It was a really weird festival because it was called Blackest of the Black and they had Vamps and Vamps isn't really black metal, but not a lot of the bands were really black metal, but he said... The fans for Vamps, like they all came on their own bus, <laughs> oh, and they were the they were at their stage from the beginning of the festival up until they performed, and then after they performed, that was when they kind of dispersed. But they didn't perform until a little bit later in the day, and even during other bands' performances, they just fucking stood there and were like, "Yeah, we're not here for you." So that's that's something I've noticed at a festival with uh certain Japanese rock fans is like the bands that go on before you don't matter <laughs> but that that's quite uh western actually when you're in Japan and you go to these like Thai bands uh if you're into one of the bands or two of the bands you would go to uh, like more to the front um if you're into that band but if you're not into that band, you would actually leave the venue and yeah. stand outside and wait until it's your turn again. 
So I guess I with with that, are the people nice enough to let you forward? I mean, because there are people coming yeah. and going, yeah. But here, like, you're not getting close. <laughs> you got to fight yeah. to get close. If somebody's got a good spot, they're not giving it up. Yeah, but I, so it's quite different. Like even like the Visual K crowd and the uh, like, even if in the same country the rules are quite different. Like, I don't know what to expect, really, if you should follow, like, the typical Western rules when you're in a Visual K show in the West, or if you should follow the Japanese rules that most of the fans seem to kind of, I don't know, accommodate to. But, uh, Sis, you've been to Japan uh, and a lot of the shows there as well. How was your experience there? Yeah, basically, when MBT was talking about Thai bands, um, I experienced the same thing. People will come in, they'll buy their ticket for that one band. Um, because I guess in, on the door, when you come in through the door, sometimes you have to, um, say what band you're seeing. And, um, for me personally, I will, I will make sure I see every band because I don't know if I'm going to end up seeing something I really like. And so, yeah, so I stay for every band. Um, but I normally stay at the back. I don't tend to go to go to the front. It's a bit, a lot of unspoken rules. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to like the first two rows. When I see Western, when I see people, visual K bands in the UK, I make sure, depending on the music, obviously, that I go kind of ape shit crazy because first of all, I don't know when I'm going to see that band again. <laughs> and second of all, um, I'm in my own element there, so I can go as, as mental as possible, you know, as crazy as possible. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I meant to, <laughs> I meant to bring this up earlier, but I kind of ta- went on a tangent into something else. But like the unspoken rules, I know that there are in Japan, there are certain bands that like ban certain gestures because yeah. like what they, they ban them. Yeah, so there's like certain things like you know, you know uh, something you see a lot of times is people will like have a fist and they bring it back and then they go forward and the fist opens like they're throwing their energy up at them. Some bands yeah. don't like that. That's that's too hip hop for them and they'll ban it at their shows. Okay. It's got a special name. I forget what it's called, but like there are like unspoken rules like that. I don't know, I just call it like fist pumping. No, that you're thinking fist pumping. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I are... think it's either the fans make the dance for the song or the, or the band has dances for their song. So it's like f- Foodie is called, I think. And um, they normally have their set dances for the song. And um, so I'm guessing people, yeah, people will follow it regardless. You always, I can always see it on live DVDs and whatnot, depending on the band. And uh, yeah, it's, I guess you feel like you have to participate in some way like you feel obliged and a lot of time i don't want to feel that that pressure which is probably why i go crazier in my own country than i do in japan but i still i think i still enjoy it either way it's just a different experience and something i just have maybe have to get used to yeah that's something i'm worried about when i go over to japan because over here uh, for the most part, it, again, it always depends. It's it's band to band. It always depends. But for the most part, like uh, my best example is Dear on Grey. Towards the front, you do have a lot of the people who are there who are the younger girls, who are the fragile ones, like you had mentioned, NBT. And they don't want you to be anywhere near them. And then like towards the back middle is where all the uh, 
psycho people like myself hang out and beat the shit out of each other throughout most of the yeah, songs. Yeah, the, the moshing section. Yeah, and that's that's the most fun in my opinion. Like I, I've told people before, when I get tired in the pit, I like to stand right in the middle and see how many people actually have the courage to hit me really hard, even though I'm just standing there. Not a lot. <laughs> but, you know, the, the pit is the most fun in my opinion. But the pits can also have their own etiquette too. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like Deer on Grey shows, you don't have a lot of what I what I've seen called and what I have called swingers. It's people who just flail their limbs around as yeah. hard and fast as they can. And if you get hit by a swinger, there's a good chance yeah. you're not gonna be at that show anymore because of just the fucking force they put behind everything. They ruin they ruin shows sometimes. Have you seen people doing backflips and shit? No. Well, yes, I have. But that was at a, that was at a, the 88 rising tour, which is a a Asian hip hop from, you know, all over Asia. So yeah, that, that pit was very interesting is, is what I'll say. They're very coordinated. And to the same regard at hardcore shows where everybody's a swinger, they're very coordinated too. So the pit can be super violent, like at a Deer on Grey show, it's just people slamming into each other, running around and stuff. But at a hardcore show, everybody's spaced out just perfectly enough to do all their swinging and jumping and crazy shit, but nobody gets hit, in le- except for like one guy. One guy always gets hit, and then they have to take him away on a fucking stretcher. But every mm-hmm. hardcore show I've been to is like that. There's n- There's barely any contact in the pit, it's just you don't want to be in the pit unless you also have your own special little area to jump around and do weird things. And I find that that's kind of boring. And again, that's this band one, to band. Yeah, this one thing I want to bring up is like, um, if if you're in the West and you go to a Vishra K show, what would the actual rules be? Would, would you try to be more Japanese or do you still stick with the like Western kind of unspoken rules? Yeah, because that, that is the thing, too. It's like, I feel like you have to be conscious of who's around you and kind of get a feel for the room, too, because some for people, me. again, they don't want to be touched. Some people are, they have their camera out the whole time, which I feel is oh, kind of yeah. lame anyway. Yeah. But if you're not blocking anyone's view with it, if it's just like right in front of you and you're not like holding it in the air or something, okay, you, you get a pass from me. But there are people there who legitimately just want to stand in their spot and not be messed with at all. And sometimes the pit gets too crazy and those people will get knocked around and they'll get really fucking mad. And I think you mentioned something about that already where they'll get really mad if you mess with them. So you have to realize, like, if you're towards the front, probably don't lash out and start shoving everyone because they won't be happy with you. But if you're somewhere towards the middle, either you or someone else will eventually start the pit. Well, it's like, whose fault is it then? Like, if, let's say I'm, I'm like really fragile and I go to the front of the stage. Is it me that is at fault for not realizing that people might get crazy and not, and instead not standing in the back? Or is it the people that actually go a bit crazy that is at fault? I would say it's both because for one thing, you're at a show and if you're not on the balcony, yeah. mm-hmm. if there is a balcony, you should be expecting some not great contact with people. It's it's, it's inevitable. You're never going to go to a show and just have 100% the greatest experience ever. Nobody even came into your personal space. It's going to happen, especially if the band has any semblance. I mean, even nowadays, they don't even have to be fucking heavy at all. Like I said at that 88 Rising tour, that was a bunch of hip-hop and rap. 
you know, you don't think mosh pit when you think hip hop and rap, but people were doing <laughs> weird shit when I went there. So yeah, that's true. you're going to no, get pushed um, around a little bit. And depending if, if you really don't want to get touched at all, you'll go to the way back because that's where people are the most spread out, but that's where you have the worst view of the show. So there's uh-huh. risk and reward to how close you want to get. But there is a sweet spot that is the worst if you don't want to get touched. And it's like pretty much the exact middle of the crowd is where the most insanity is going to take place. It was um one show. I can't remember what show it was, but it was it was in the UK. I went to one show um, and I accidentally stepped on, I believe it was, a, like, I think, I can't remember. I, stepped, I accidentally stepped on someone's foot. And I think I stepped yes. in their foot twice. I wasn't meant to. But it was because the way the way everything was set out to be, and I'm always I'm always stressing me out a bit. But either wherever I'm in Japan or if I'm in a Western gig, it, I always have this thing in my head that I'm kind of stressed because I'm trying to think of okay, if I've got, I just want to make sure that everybody I don't like cause any trouble, or if somebody or somebody else isn't causing any trouble, or I'm just trying to navigate. I'm just trying to navigate a crowd basically. But I want everything to be like as long as I hurt hurt, hurt anybody, then I think it's fine, you know, because uh, that would be on my guilty conscience forever. But um, yeah. like this, this one fan's foot, so I wasn't meant to do it, and she got really angry at me, and I was like, well, I can't things I can't help. I can't but, um, unfuck your foot, you know. <laughs> so it was that was. I mean, yeah, you can't do anything in those situations. So let me let me uh basically wrap up in a nice little bundle what i feel are some of the rules in western u.s shows and let me get your opinion on how those might differ both of you from uh japan so i'll go to nbt first and then sis but i say at western shows it's pretty much anything goes be mindful of the people around you kind of get a feel for your crowd it's really your responsibility to figure out what kind of people are around you um after going to a few shows you will start to get a feel for where it is that you belong as a person. If you want to just stare at the band really intently and you don't mind getting pushed a little bit here and there, the very front is for you. If you want to get real crazy, you're going to be in the middle, almost the exact middle. And if you want no one anywhere the fuck near you, you're going to get towards the back. And for the most part, you gotta. nobody's going to be happy if you're going to have your phone out the entire show or a camera out the entire show, blocking people's view, raising it up really high, just making it so nobody can see the band. That's that's how I feel most things go. There are some people that ban phones and cameras. There are some that don't. And for the most part, most people are not going to be happy with you if your phone or camera is right in their face. Uh, NBT, what would you say in Japan? How does it like, compare? Like in Japan, it's, um, it's quite like uh, the crowd is usually quite unified, uh, so to say. You have like this uh, furitsuke, um, as we mentioned before, like the dances that they have. And sometimes bands even sell like, for example, like fans, like these hand fans, and uh, they would use them in the choreography. So when the part comes, the entire (laughs) crowd does the exact same thing. So there's not a lot of like moshing and stuff like that, but they are quite unified and when they move they move together it's literally like a wave kind of thing so sometimes they jump back and forth and everyone does that at the same time so there's no 
kind of like pushing around. But when I went to Allstead, for example, and Allstead was, well, not Allstead, but their new band is called Alls. So they went from Visual K to like, not Visual K, <laughs> kind of like more regular metal. And that's when I saw the difference. So even if it was a, a Visual K festival, they had a different crowd there and they went out. They kind of like um, the energy that they put out was more like of a Western metal show. So it really depends on what kind of band it is, I think. Okay. I mean, yeah, you mentioned the the crowd is really unified. So to me, that kind of sounds like you can be just about anywhere as long as you're willing to follow along with the group. I know that some, especially Western bands, you'll get singers or frontmen who will like totally conduct the crowd. They'll call for a circle pit. They'll call for a wall of death. They'll call for yeah. any number of things in the pit. They'll ask for a pit if there isn't one sometimes. I mean, Sim was uh, like that. They did ask for a wall of death and they made us reset. I think I've mentioned that on here before. That was one of the most fun wall of deaths I've been to. But Sis, do you... Uh, you find that what NBT said is for the most part pretty true in Japan? Very true. Um just wanna yeah, add to that, like in Japan, it does, yeah, very much depend on what show. If it's a metalcore show, um, yeah, you'll get a much more lax atmosphere. Um, you can do practically do whatever you want. People will go crazy with you, that's it. If it's visual K, there's much more unified uh, unity um yeah for like fa- for the fans thing um i remember when i went to um a visual fest for doubt Dal- i saw Dalto play and everybody got our fans for this one song like just at the beginning of the song and i was like what the fuck <laughs> and i was like this is cool yeah and then for when i went to see lack like, code they had maracas as well and they were just <laughs> like clapping away at the maracas and i was like what this is also cool what like <laughs> That's so weird. It's so weird, but it's like like people are prepared weird. for for this. Yeah. Um. But yeah. It again. Yeah. It depends on what show you're at. Um. There's are there are definitely cases, and I've probably mentioned before. There are definitely cases where you get a mixture of visual K like metalcore fans. Yeah, I think that's actually a really cool thing when uh it, the bands like either have something handed out to the audience or. Or get something going with the audience. It makes the experience, you they, know, more they enjoyable. They sell them, though. Well, that's one thing, too. But I know the last time I went to see Toriko was pretty recent. And they were touring with uh, Polly... What what are they? I, I think you know Poly- them. Philia? I, I, I don't exactly know how to pronounce Oh, okay. I thought one of you guys knew the band. But they were touring with them. No, we, we know the band, but I just don't know how to <laughs> Oh, you're, you're bad with yeah. the pronunciation. Anyway, they were touring with that band and... A few other bands. They were the opening, opening act. But as we were walking into the show, there were like two or three people with these big bags of these uh, rubber bracelets that had LEDs in them. And it was similar oh, to like the pen lights that you'll see at like an idol show or something. Yeah. And everybody um, in Toriko had them on too. And I don't know about the rest of the bands because I fucking left. Yeah, but uh, um, <laughs> they, they had those yeah. and everybody got involved with having their little lights. Yeah. Uh, uh, when I went to see... Uh, um... Arukin or Arurukan, uh, so many years ago. Again, um, they had like ring lights, and they, they were little like flashing. Actually, no, was it? It was Kodomo Dragon actually. And they had ring lights, and they were flashing to the, to the whatever song it was. So that was really cool. Oh, so didn't, like Kamijo have uh, like these roses, or was it Vishai? 
I don't know. I think it was I. I have no idea. <laughs> Saying people really to me. <laughs> oh, oh, let's start the war, guys. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's really cool. So uh, yeah, like you said, you got to buy them. I, I know. I think I mentioned the last time I went to go see one of those delayed viewings of a Bang Dream Live for Roselia. I had I had already bought a pen light. And I will say, like, at first Ooh. I was like, this is so lame. But then I was, like, swinging this stupid little stick around to the song. And I was like, this is so awesome. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, that's it's, exactly like the Hatsune Miku shows. It's exactly the same. It's interestingly uh, alluring in a way. Once you start doing it, you're really into it. But, like, you look you look at it from the outside and you're like, why, why are you guys swinging those things around, you know? I, oh. I, I, I give a point to, like, every show that I go to. And to be honest, like the Hatsune Miku shows, they are so unified and everyone does the same thing with like sticks. And to be honest, I, w- I rate that as like one of my like top three uh, concerts I've ever been oh. to. I think the nice thing about the Bang Dream one, even though like you see it in the audience too and in the viewing, like the live audience that was actually there, is people pick the color of their girl and they're like, I'm representing you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's pretty okay, cool. Okay, that's not unified. <laughs> it's it's unified in the rhythm but it, like some people pick their girl but then like certain songs uh, or something they'll like kind of they'll kind of not really ask you to but you'll start to realize that oh let's go to this girl like if the if the keyboardist has a solo everybody will switch oh, their yeah. keyboardist color you know so there is some unification but for the most part it's kind of like a mini war of best girl which is always fun it's different with Hatsune Miku though because in the Hatsune Miku lineup they have like different characters Mm-hmm. And uh, each character have their own distinct colors. So there's like uh, blue, and there's like uh, red, and there's yellow, and so on. So whenever that character goes on stage, everyone changes to that color, except for people who have trouble seeing the difference between <laughs> orange and yellow. Except for those blind motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it looks weird when some people have, like, orange and yellow when it's supposed to be yellow. <laughs> oh, you never know if they're colorblind. That's mean. Okay, fine. <laughs> I give them pass. Like, one of the craziest, well, not craziest, but most fangirl-ish shows that I've been to was actually when Gax. Uh, oh my god, you... yeah, same. Oh, you lucky yeah, bastard. Like, yeah. I want well, it wasn't gacked so oh. bad. Oh, you want to yellow, yellow fried chicken? Yeah, it was yellow fried chicken. It's same. still gacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they, I think they did this in uh, on every show that they would like um, take off their uh, shirt oh and my god. throw it to the crowd. <laughs> so in the middle, it was like a big war because of it, and they kind of like torn the the shirt. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I actually have a scar on my arm from tipping a drumstick that Shinya threw one time. Oh, that's a memory. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this girl like just fucking clawed me, and the, the drumstick hit my finger, and I was like, "That's that'll do, pig. That'll do." <laughs> at my, yeah. at my at that yellow fried chicken gig in the UK, it was a tie, and I remember, vividly remember people just two people just holding the tie together. <laughs> And deciding, trying to decide who would get it, and then they ended up cutting it with a scissors or whatnot. It's it's like throwing a, a small animal into a crocodile pit and just watching it <laughs> become five animals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll we'll kind of wander off from the topic for now. 
you know, go on to the next thing. But I guess to wrap it up. Wait, I have, oh, I have, some, oh, I have okay. one more thing okay, to mention. Okay, cool guy. Like, Let's see what you got to mention. <laughs> like, what, what do you guys feel about people who um, uh, cut kind of like between people, like cut through the, the crowd? Okay. Oh, there should be, uh, especially in America, I believe that we should have, uh, you know, you should be allowed to carry whatever weapon you want anywhere and execute those people on site. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so American. What I have difficulty doing is getting to the mosh pit a lot of the time. So when I've got, I've if I haven't lined up at a certain time. Well, I meant, I meant like if you're in the merch line or something, if you're navigating through the crowd, good luck. You know, like, if you're just going to get to the very front, eh, you should have got there earlier to begin with. But sometimes you got to go to the bathroom and then you come back and then you're screwed. You know, you want to get back to where you Mm. were. That's all understandable. I specifically meant if you're trying to cut in the merch line or something, like, a legitimate line. line. No, 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 not merch line. You deserve to die. I mean, like, in the crowd. Because, like, how acceptable is it, like, to kind of, like... Okay. Okay. What's your opinion? So, like, I, like I okay. said, for me, it's good fucking luck. I'm not gonna try too hard to keep you out of the way, but don't fucking touch me. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. sometimes people who stand like, kind of like, near the stage, they don't actually care that much, and it would be quite like, how do you say it? Like, um, kind of waste of the yeah. experience of not trying to get more in front sometimes. I'm not going to push the person at front. I, like, my goal is never to go out front. I don't care. I see much better at the back. I can see much better at the back than mm-hmm. I can see at the front, To, in my opinion. <laughs> That's without... because you're short. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I think it would be the other way around, also. wouldn't it? Oh, well, like, it's true. It's true. N- nothing to like worry about people around me, like, crushing me or crushing somebody other people or having the space. Like, I prefer to have foot space more than anything. Um, but there are times like uh, what MBT said that there are people just standing about and they're not really doing much. Um, like when I went to Darren Gray, most recent Darren Gray, people were still standing around and I was like going batshit crazy and people were looking at me like, what the fuck is this dude doing? I'm like, mate, I don't know where they're going to come back again. (laughs) I might as well go shit crazy now. Yeah. And then there are occasions where I mean, a mosh pit forms, and I have to try and push, unfortunately, push through or try and navigate through the crowd to get to the mosh pit. Yeah, you, you have to. If there's something that you want to be a part of, you have to. Mm-hmm. And it's understandable. It's totally understandable. And mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with that. Like I said, yeah. don't fucking touch me unless you're punching me for the most part. But yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to, like, you know, get in your way and be like, nah, little one, you belong in the back. Like, like if, if you're like, uh, uh, trying to struggle through, I'll, I'll inch a little bit to the side, but I'm, I'm really, for the most part, not going to be like, oh, you got it. Go for it. Yeah. I will always apologize when I go, I always apologize, like, just out of, I don't know why I do it, but. That's I always nicer than somebody just muscling through like some kind of dick. Like, like it's their birthright to be at the front of the crowd. Yeah. I hate that. All right. So, uh, let's, let's get into our little quick news bits then with that, um, I, I don't have much. Uh, I've I've kind of been lurking in the past. I'm pretty sure you guys have noticed, but uh, obviously the uh, readers and listeners don't know when I'm disappearing. I did uh, do a story about a new agency called Upcoming. It's two really big uh, 
players in the Japanese music industry who came together to make a new company. Some of the things they said make it seem like we may be able to see more bands out in the West, and we may be able to see new bands rising up in Japan. So uh, look out for that one. I mean, the keyword will be upcoming. I can't remember every single detail about it. I feel terrible because of that. But uh, the other thing is there's a Mongolian metal band called The Who, and it's H-U for Who, and uh, I, I would look into them. They're going to be coming out with a new album very soon. Maybe when that comes out, I'll see about getting it out on J-Rock News. But, Siz, do you got anything? Um, Yes, MBT's on Oakland Hyde, actually. And that album, that album's really good, really good. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm surprised. It's really refreshing, and it's really cool, you know? So, June from Gordon Bomba is now a father. So he got his baby girl, uh, what was it like? He Well, he announced it on May 3rd, so we don't really exactly know when it entered the world. And, uh, yes, but the thing is, since he's on tour, he hasn't been able to actually meet his uh, baby yet. Oh. So that's a bit unfortunate, but yeah. All right, so uh, those are our little quick bits of news. So uh, let's go into uh, social media and uh, fan interaction, if you want to call it that. Uh, MBT, I know you had a few things before I go into uh, some of the comments from uh, last month's post. Uh, what was something with Rookie? Uh, what was it? Uh, well, he just released his new collection, and people were kind of like complaining that it was too expensive. Um, but I kind of get the deal, and as uh some people actually mentioned in comments they just produce just a limited quantity so it's not like they can mass produce them like h&m so it's obvious that the price is gonna be a bit pricier than regular regular clothing from like i don't know h&m <laughs> h&m i don't know any other stores i mean i know we don't have nexus here but uh you, you always have mana if you want to pay too much for some merch it's true <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so with that one, with that one, I want to go into uh, the uh, some of the comments from last week. Uh, we 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 got we got two on the YouTube channel. We got Hote and Pan Pan Polkan. Uh, so uh, they were naming some of the albums that they think would be considered classics as well. And from what I see from both of them, I mean, we got some X Japan, uh, some Gact, some Glay, Lunacy. Buck Tick, you know, bands like that, uh, and, and a lot of stuff from the late 90s and early 2000s. So all, also still really recent stuff, so I think, you know, it's still kind of up in the air, like, is it really old enough yet, is, is kind of one of the things that I feel is a big factor in naming a classic, but there's definitely some album, albums in here that they feel helped shape the genre and the artists, like Mars by Gact and Lunacy by Lunacy. Darker Than Darkness, which I remember the first time I heard the album called Lunacy, and then somebody said who it was by, I was like, oh, <laughs> Lunacy. <laughs> They're so smart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miyavi has an album called Miyavi. It's, people do that. Uh, so... Miyaviism? Are you talking uh, about that one? I think he has an album called Miyavi. Yeah. It's just Miyavi. Wait, what's special about that one? It's I don't think you're getting what I'm saying though. Luna C is Luna like the moon, C like the ocean, but the album is Lunacy like insanity. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh okay. Yeah. yeah, I never realized that Luna C was Lunacy. Yeah, I feel like that's when the, that's when they were 
like just starting out and then it's they, just like hey guys i want to get the joke in there before you start following us and like meanwhile i'm here like i never got the joke guys <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, but well, the band well, but the bands that you mentioned most of them are are quite like typical bands that you would think of when you think of like classic j-rock bands yeah they're like the so pillar men of j-rock <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how is that funny? <laughs> I found the JoJo fan. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Before this devolves into insanity, uh, let's uh, let's close it up from here. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll be back next month, hopefully. Next month's gonna be kind of weird because that's around the time I'm gonna be moving to Nippon for a while. So we'll see how that goes with recording schedules and stuff. We'll fucking figure it out. Uh, so thank you, everyone. As always, I've been your host, Mazo. Co-host, Siz. Yeah. Yeah, and special guest, MBT. <laughs> and as always, Nexus has let us all down. I'm kidding. I love Nexus. I love Nexus. All right. We'll see you guys next time. I can't well, um... unfuck your foot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>